0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, everybody! This is your hostess, Lakeisha Mazur, and welcome to the Overlooked Business Basics Podcast. On today's episode. We're going to talk about giving good lip service for retention. Now, this episode is based on an article that I read in California Broker Magazine. Disclosure, I am a broker for life and health insurance and I live in California. So this is one of those professional trade publications that helps me stay current with the trends, in addition to my continuing education credits that I'm required to do every two years to keep my licenses intact. Well, at least the California one, (laughs) because I am licensed in nine other states. But still, this magazine is, because I live here, And I just thought it was pretty cool to even get a magazine. It is the October 2022 edition that I seen and read this in. More specifically, page 10. And it's not really an article per se, but it's the 11 phrases that make clients feel important. And although it's found in an insurance publication, I found it relevant to any kind of business. Some of the phrases are off a smidge, definitive to certain industries, but not necessarily. What I wanted to do was share these phrases with you that I found and then have some insight on how they can relate to any industry. And why you, you say to that? Well, because there is marketing psychology behind them. When you say them, how you say them, whether it's over the phone, an email, you say them in a text message, whether you send it in a letter or a postcard, however you distribute these phrases, it's going to have an impact. It's going to make these clients feel so important. And that is why, audience, I'm revealing retention-friendly phrases to utilize often in a business. I will handle your account personally. So, if you're a solopreneur, as in you don't have staff to assist you with this, it's quite easily for you to say that you will handle the account personally. Only because you absolutely positively have no choice. You can't really delegate it or designate it. However, if you do have a client that has had not a great experience with some of your in-house staff, it would serve you well to retain that business, to truly handle the account personally. An example of this? (laughs) Well, earlier in my insurance career, when I was captive, not on the solo side of what I'm doing now, I had a client that had an issue with me. And I could not please this client. I just could not. And it wasn't even my client originally. It was someone else's client. And my managers just kind of handed them to me and said, here, take care of this person. Now, I believed I tried my best. I was super newbie rookie life insurance agent trying to bend over backwards as, and it was just not good enough. Finally, my managers just took the case back from me, got on the phone, had his office door open so I could clearly hear every word he said, and he told the client that he will handle the account personally. I was totally fine with that, less stress for me, I mean, there are just certain industries where you get the hand-me-down client. It's just a 75% chance it's just not going to work in your favor. Now, on the flip side, another story, which was in my favor was when I took over my own book of business for health insurance. I actually had a, well, I'll call it a filtering book because I was a writing agent at the time and I was finally able to secure all my own contracts, getting those street level commissions. And it was a hot mess. I had about 30 clients They couldn't get a hold of their original agent, which is called the agent of record. And even though I'm the writing agent, meaning I filled out the application, it was just a hot mess. And they thought they had lost their insurance. And I just happened to actually be in my transition period. And there was no conflict of interest in my contract. So they rolled over to me and I took care of all of them for the year. I'd say it was probably the coolest way to finally get a book of business. But yes, I handled all the accounts personally. I loved on them. They stayed in my book of business until they aged out or got jobs with benefits and I had gotten some referrals. So a happy story about, I will handle your account personally, which is awesome because I wrote the original applications anyway, so I knew all their ailments and issues and family and yada yada. So yes, I was definitely the best to handle their account. Why did the agents not take care of their clients? I do not know. I know some of you are asking. I mean, I did do my due diligence telling them if you need help, call so-and-so, and if they can't help you and they're not available. This is your next step. Okay. But just so you know, they are mine now. So I'm pretty happy about that. I look forward to their phone calls and finding out updates in their life. And of course, asking for reviews and getting referrals. Yay! Because that's what happens when you handle the account personally what are your goals? If you're offering your product or service, is it based on doing a needs analysis? This is the best way to offer clients, customers, your products and services. That way you're not breaking their bank and your business sticks on the books for retention. By asking them their goals, you are not only going to offer them what they need at the time that they need it, You'll also find out does your product or service or (laughs) multiple product services even meet that need? Now, if you do have multiple products and services that can meet that need or their long term goal, then of course you should definitely utilize whatever the shortest goal is they need to achieve. And that is the solution that you offer them. Then a little bit later, keep track of how they're doing. If you're a coach or consultant, it's definitely something you're going to ask them anyway. What are their goals? And then that's how you, in your discovery call, would pretty much pitch them. Okay, so just to verify the information, these are your goals, and I can help you achieve that. Step one, That is, this is what we are going to do together, step two, this is what we are going to do together, and however many steps it's going to take them to get to their goals. Follow up that question with, what's your timeline for achieving these goals? You've probably seen the recent market volatility. Now, I really don't have too much to say on this one. In fact, I actually had to look up the definition for the word just to even understand it, but that's okay. Nobody on the planet knows every single dictionary term anyway. So I feel good about that. I just wanted to disclose that to you. The definition of volatility means changeable, mercurial, flighty, a volatile disposition, which I think this is probably what that word means, of prices, values, etc., tending to fluctuate sharply and regularly, volatile market conditions. Now, from the marketing perspective, now that we've got all that out the way, I would still say it's a good talk point whether you're offering a product or service through like, example, if you went to a pawn shop trying to pawn gold, and you never know, Sometimes you might have to, if you're bootstrapping. Now, if you're the bootstrapping business owner, just starting out, you buy, you pawn some stuff, you know, just to kind of fund your business. So this is just an example, not saying that we're just all going out pawning our stuff to start. Although I will tell you, it is called creative financing. (laughs) But to use the voluntary market example, This is great if you actually are the pawn shop owner and you could use that phrase on the people that want to get some money for their like gold and silver. I saw something you should see. Now, if you saw something they should see, you're looking out for them. They didn't see it. Or if they have, at least you could verify if they've seen it. If they have, great. The two of you are on the same page. But what if they've already heard it? Mm. Just make sure that in the time you tell them, the information was as fresh as can be. You don't want anyone else to tell them. You want to be the first. If they didn't find out themselves. Now, on a phone conversation, do watch your tone. You say that statement. And from the marketing perspective, it still has that fear panic tone. I have something you should see. So, not all the time seeing this phrase as a happy, joyful statement just to say to the client, because if it is something, That could be harmful, dangerous, tragic. It would definitely make them feel important that you were just looking out for their best interests. I met an expert and asked a question on your behalf. Now, this is a cool statement. Now, we can't be all things to all people, but as business owners, depending on what line of service product you offer, you should definitely have a referral business partner or several that you refer business to. So that would be your expert. And in return, whoever you refer business to reciprocates that same way for you. They should be able to say that about you. They should be able to say that same statement to their customer or client. Oh, I'm an expert and I've asked a question on your behalf. That's retention for you. And if you went over their goal and you found out that it wasn't something that you could provide, serve, but you had a really good referral partner, you could refer that business and they could love on that client the same way you do. That's where that would come in. Is anyone truly a one-stop shop? I mean, there should be some avenues that you can refer all business and in turn get reciprocated referral business from that partner. Happy birthday! Now, (laughs) this article has 11 phrases. And the order I'm reading them in is the order that they are in. It's in the magazine. But if I had to put the top phrase, end all, be all, even if I didn't read the rest of them to you yet, and give you my opinion if you're not using them or (laughs) if you are using them, then this one is the use all every day email campaign, text message, giving out coupons, giving a discount because it's your birthday. I know when it's my birthday and companies reach out to me, I am loving it. I'm enjoying it. Why? Because regular people that actually do know it's their birthday, they forget to tell them. So you are hashtag winning compared to the family members and close friends. And you can be blasé if you want and say, oh, it's no big deal. It's just my birthday. You want to know what industry really cares when it's your birthday? The Medicare industry. Medicare insurance industry. You hit 65. Well, <laughs> you didn't even hit 65. You are 645 And they're mailing you everything on the planet. And just let it be Medicare enrollment season. As of taping this, it actually is. (laughs) Mail, so much mail for my husband, (laughs) who's still working. Yes, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday matters. And if you can subscribe to a service that keeps track of that for you, about your clients and customers, you are hashtag winning all day long. Whether it's an e-birthday card, an actual birthday card you signed. Oh, (laughs) shout out to those with the cramped hands for signing all those cards. We know you love every person enough to be super authentic with that. So this to me is my absolute number one phrase that makes clients feel important because that's your day. That's your special day. I mean, yeah, you can share it with others, but you really don't because it's your day. (gasps) I've got something for you. And what awesome phrase follows up happy birthday? I've got something for you. This next phrase, this phrase, it's like the second most important phrase to make those clients feel important. I've got something for you. Because who doesn't like gifts? You've got something for me? I want it. Is it free? Because. That's probably their next question. Is it free? And if it's not free, is it a coupon? Or maybe something that works like a coupon where you're getting a couple of dollars off? Now, to most people, when you say, I've got something for you, they conclude it's free. I'm concluding it's free. I already know you think it's free. (laughs) So, I love this phrase. Definitely clients feel important with that phrase because it's you having something for them. How'd your mom's surgery go? Now, depending on how deeply involved you are in your client or customer's life, this is where that would be set. And... I found it very interesting that is on this list. It comes in at number eight. I mean, it is a phrase that makes clients feel important. I mean, you know, it's a person's mom that you're asking about. So yeah, it's on the list and you needed to know. I hope you can attend now. Whether this is attending live, virtual, whether it's attending a conference call. Yes, audience, a conference call. Everything is not always Zoom, (laughs) contrary to popular belief. I hope you can attend. Usually it's a wonderful event, something live. Maybe something that people could dress up at, not to be confused with a recruitment meeting, which, of course, they're already your clients. So you figure hey, they already like it and use the service. Maybe they'd like to join your team, hence, The recruitment meeting comment. This is not what you say if you're trying to get people to go to a recruitment meeting or even a sales webinar, but if you know they need it, because remember, what are your goals? Which was the second thing, the second phrase on the list. So if this, I hope you can attend falls in line with their goals, then yes, absolutely, I hope you can attend. Would you like to come over for dinner? This kind of falls into some service industries. Now, I don't find myself using that maybe for maybe a, a big ticket, high dollar account. I don't think that it would be come over for dinner as in my house and cooking it. (laughs) I mean, catering or a private chef for sure. Now I feel like this one would probably to get a client, you know, when you're in the client courting stage, tickets to a ball game, great restaurant, fancy show, dinner afterwards. Those kinds of things, which still fall under the high-dollar ticket account. Oh, and finally, you are my favorite client. Hey, sometimes you just have to say it like it is. Are they important to you? They don't know. They're not sure. Just say it to them. Cut to the chase. You are an important client. In closing, it doesn't matter what you do for a living, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you don't let your clients know they are important, they will go elsewhere to where they know they are. It can be an overlooked business basic done more often than you think. All right. (laughs) So no longer will you ignore clients like you're the only game in town to them or have them think that they're only a sale. You have some phrases that make clients feel important. Such as, happy birthday, or, I have something for you. And the obvious, you are an important client. It just says lots. And by the way, if you truly mean it, however you say it, using any of these phrases, Or phrases that you feel (laughs) they should have made the list. It goes a long way with your authenticity behind it. That way you aren't just paying fake lip service or giving fake lip service. You're giving good lip service. So thank you for listening and audience here's my call to action. Subscribe to my show. I repeat, subscribe to my show. And here's my call to action for the people that like extra credit on top of that. Go ahead, check out my website, LegalHelp or Biz.com to see how we're making a difference in the lives of others with our services. And I look forward to bringing you more overlooked business basics. Because once it's revealed, it cannot be concealed. Until next time, I'm your hostess, Lakeisha mazer Have a great day. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.